Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group with our roundtable community outreach and our partner, AIDPH, that is the American Institute of Dental Public Health. Today is Saturday, January 21st, 2023. January is Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clement, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have our familiar voice and face on with us today again, our panelists, Dr. Annalise Cothrone. She is a co-founder and executive director of the American Institute of Dental Public Health. She manages the program fund development and overall strategies of the AIDPH. And we're going to talk about the 2023 D.C. March Hill Day, which I'm very curious to hear about and learn more about. Let's see how we can support you and get an army of veterans behind you. How are you doing? That's right. Hi, Sean. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me again. It's my pleasure. So tell us about well, this date. That's right. I, I am really excited to announce that AIDPH is partnering with CareQuest Institute for Oral Health, a longtime partner of ours uh, who's been working in the veteran space alongside with us, especially when it comes to research and other um, veteran service organizations like the VFW, DAV, PVA, and recently, the National Rural Health Association um, also announced that they are going to be a formal partner with us for this event. Um, and it is scheduled for the end of March. It is a Veteran Oral Health Advocacy Day. And we are focused on asking members of Congress to vote for and budget for um, expanded access to dental care for veterans. And so this is something that we've talked about here on um, the America's Heroes Group show many times. We've talked about the need for expanding access to dental care for veterans, that there is really a deeply profound lack of access to dental care. I'm sure all of the veterans listening understand that firsthand and deeply feel um, just the stress and struggle that uh, it can be to access dental care. Uh, our research has really, really underscored, one, that veterans don't have access to care. Just to throw out a statistic that I think I mention almost every time I'm on here, but 85% of veterans do not qualify for dental care through the VA. They're not eligible through federal code to receive dental services through the VA. And of the 15% who are eligible through federal code, only a third of them utilize that benefit. And our survey research of veterans indicates that many veterans don't understand their dental benefits, don't really understand what's available to them, and, um, and really can't access necessarily dental care services through the VA for a variety of reasons, if, even if they do qualify. So we are expanding access to dental care and asking Congress to change the federal code to give more veterans access through the VA. And if you can't get care through a VA dental clinic, you can still be covered um, by you know, being uh, able to access a, a private or community provider. 
Um, and really, it comes down to veterans needing affordable access to care. Our survey research uh, throughout 2021 and in 2022 indicated that the main reason veterans didn't see a dentist was because they couldn't afford it. That's like many, many Americans. The reason why they can't go to the dentist or see a dentist routinely is because of cost. And we believe deeply that veterans deserve equitable access to dental care. Um, Veterans have sacrificed so much for their country. And it's time for our country to invest in veterans and not just in their bodies, but putting the mouth back into the body. This is about whole person health care. And so our Hill Day is really focused on that ask of expanding access to dental care. And um, we have a whole host of uh, national organizations who are in the midst of partnering and planning. And so we're excited to talk a little bit more about advocacy here today. So tell me, do you think Congress, do they have a handle as to what the importance is for dental care? Because one thing that's not, it's not just in veterans care, but even in Medicare, we talked about this before, eyes and teeth are always left out of the conversation. Do they, does Congress, are they getting a grip on this issue and how serious it is? You know, that's such a mixed bag. I know that there are some members of Congress who really do care deeply and certainly understand the importance and the value of both vision and dental care. But far too often when we talk to legislators, and really this is on the congressional and um, at state levels too, I'm sure a lot of state-based advocates run into the exact same thing whenever they talk about expanding, for instance, Medicaid on, on the state level. It comes down to dollars and cents. Uh, A lot of times when we're, for instance, um, negotiating Medicare, I know the Build Back Better plan originally did have a Medicare expansion point to include dental care. But when those negotiations happen and they're looking to cut dollars, for whatever reason, dental care is kind of left on the cutting room floor, which is really unfortunate. And so typically when we have conversations with legislators, they're always focused on what this is going to cost taxpayers, rightfully so. And that's why our research through AIDPH and CareQuest Institute that we released in April of last year highlighted the cost savings associated with providing veterans dental care. And so whenever we analyze the data, particularly the data that were associated with chronic disease conditions, we recognize that a significant cost savings um, was uh, the outcome of providing access to routine dental care. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Number one, we know that uh, chronic disease conditions like heart disease and diabetes They have an impact on your oral health and vice versa. So if you have poor oral health care or poor access to oral health care and really don't have the opportunity to improve your oral health, then we know that you're going to exacerbate those chronic disease conditions um, and that those chronic disease conditions are actually managed better when you have routine access to dental care. So what we also realized in our research was that veterans have a disproportionately high burden of chronic disease conditions compared to non-veterans, meaning that veterans actually have more prevalent, higher rates of heart disease and diabetes compared to the non-veteran population. And so when you think about how veterans are actually experiencing higher rates of these chronic disease conditions, and they are experiencing lower health care coverage for dental care, 
this whole person connection means that veterans are going to be chronically unhealthy, which just isn't right. The third piece that we looked at was emergency department visits. So this is um, a really um, kind of trendy indicator to look at to understand how if you're unable to access dental care, well, where are you getting it when it comes to a point where maybe you have an abscess or um, you need antibiotics or or you have a, a traumatic um, dental issue. What we really look at are pain and infection, things that we think can be avoided if you just had access to routine, affordable dental care. So that's where the bulk of those emergency department visits are happening because you're in pain and you have no other options. And what we also know is that veterans are going to the emergency department more often for pain and infections in their mouth than non-veterans. So kind of looking across the board here, veterans have higher rates of chronic disease like heart disease and diabetes. Veterans have higher prevalence of emergency department visits or dental conditions that could have been avoided through preventive or routine dental care. And taken together, that's actually costing taxpayers about $7.3 billion a year. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And if you look at that and compare that to the federal budget, um, and I think I'm quoting 2023 now when I say the federal budget for the VA for VA dental care was about $2.8 billion. So when you look at the cost savings of $7.4 billion compared to what's allocated for veterans at $2.8 billion, it just doesn't make dollars and cents to continue not giving veterans the dental care that they need because we can save almost four times the federal budget if we just gave veterans their dental care. So this and this seems to be a, a, a repeated message I hear oftentimes when it comes to Congress and also when it comes to trying to figure out how to put together a cohesive budget is that by by pinching pennies in the wrong places, they actually cost taxpayers more money. But it's taking the time to invest yeah. and think about and listen to the experts to have the data and the information like your organization and so on to invest properly in preventative maintenance and preventative care so that these problems don't trigger other more serious problems, you save money. If You, you might be That's complaining correct. that you don't want to do your oil change in your car, but if you don't change the oil in your car, that could, your engine costs way more money than all the oil change you could ever put into a car. Get your right. oil changed. Absolutely. And what we can't quantify is the human impact. We're talking about veterans who are in pain, that they have mouth pain. That means that they may have you know, struggles with function and chewing and biting. We, I've talked to veterans who had so many dental issues that they had periodontal disease or, or gum disease. That, that was just so bad for them that um, they were in pain, but it wasn't bad enough to go to the emergency department, but that they had halitosis and they felt like they couldn't really even interact with their coworkers. They felt embarrassed. They felt ashamed. Maybe the state of their teeth. Um, they had trouble smiling during job interviews, so it impacted their higher ability. We're not just talking about a veteran as a, a penny or a dollar, right? We're talking about human beings who have lives and deserve to thrive. They deserve to be, um, you know, in in society and thriving and functioning and hireable and feeling like they can interact with their family, feeling like they can smile in photos. 
Um, it reminds me of a, of a story from a friend named Sarah Sherman in Maine. I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying that she runs the Maine Veterans Dental Network. And she shared a story about a veteran who came to her who had not gone to the dentist since he left active duty. And he really, his mouth was not in a state at all to be, um, to, to be functional, unfortunately. And so he said, I can't afford dental care. And the one thing that I want to do, I don't care about anything else. I, you know, haven't been able to function and my, my mouth's been hurting and my teeth have been non-functional for a while. The only thing I want to do is smile at my daughter's wedding when I walk her down the aisle. And that's what Sarah was able to give him. She was able to give him a smile at his daughter's wedding, which she deserved. And those are the types of human impact pieces that we can't quantify with data, but we know that those stories exist, which is why we're giving an outlet to those stories in our advocacy day, in our advocacy day because veterans deserve to have their stories told. And we think members of Congress should listen. So, Kimmy, tell me more about the D.C. March Hill Day. You mentioned it's going to be at the end of March. Do you have a set date yet, or is it still kind of tentative? We do. So we're looking at March 27th and 28th um, with, a again, a partnership with uh, the VFW. Um, and hopefully on the 27th, we'll have a reception for folks who uh, want to join us in person with visits occurring on the 28th. Now, I do want to say, if you are unable to get to D.C. in person, which I understand it can be really unaffordable, I want to make sure that you know there's a virtual day of action component to this, which means every single person listening has an opportunity to be involved and really have a meaningful participation in this day of action and in this Hill Day. So accompanying, you know, in-person visits for folks who want to join us in D.C., maybe you live close and you're able to to join us. That would be wonderful. We would love to have you. If you can't make it in person, there are templates that will go out for you to send uh, emails to your members of Congress. Hopefully by that time, we'll at least have some bills that have been introduced. And you can talk about how those bills will improve your health. Um, we'll have social media opportunities for you to be able to share your story on social media, for you to retweet, for you to like, for you to engage and interact. And you can also call members of Congress. You know, We'll give you the information and the tools and resources that you need to be actionable that day. And the big piece of this here, too, is, of course, we want to engage our members of Congress, but we want to engage the broader community, too. I think there are a lot of people out there who care about veterans and want to see veterans have access to comprehensive health care. That includes dental care. And so we want to engage the general public in understanding and get an awareness that veterans actually don't have access to dental care. And so just beyond the veteran community, we really want America, you know, the average person to understand that they can advocate for veterans, too. And hopefully we're lifting kind of the collective consciousness and awareness about this issue through that virtual component for those who cannot participate in person. Wow. So there's going to be some social media opportunities you mentioned. Facebook, I'm, I'm taking possibly or YouTube. So will you have all this information on your website? Is it up now so people can go and view it? Absolutely. So if you go to AIDPH.org, you can go to AIDPH.org, go to our communication tab, and it is the first page on that tab. Or you can go to AIDPH.org backslash B-O-H slash hill slash day. 
and you'll be able to find all of the information there. Um, we are in the middle of finalizing all of the plans for hotels and things like that. So those details you won't be able to find on our website, but we do have an interest form. So if you're interested in participating in the in-person component specifically, fill out that interest form so that we have your information. Um, we're still applying for funding, and so there's some opportunities that we could potentially defray the cost of uh, participation if that can come through for us. And then I also just want to say, if you register your interest form there, we'll make sure you get all of the toolkits and resources to compete for to participate in the virtual day of action. And then one thing I really want to point out, just because some folks may not understand kind of this advocacy component, I know a question I get asked is, is this lobbying? And I want to make sure that we kind of say the line is that we're actually educating policymakers. So if you're part of a nonprofit or a group where you may feel worried if this is considered lobbying, I just want to reassure you that it's not. Uh, we are just educating policymakers about opportunities for them to advance equitable access to dental care for veterans. We'll give you all of those educational tools so that you can have the framework that works best for you. And we really hope that we can give you the tools for you to tell your personal story. So I know we all have stories. Um, we all have had some sort of um, component, some sort of um, brush up against dental care, either maybe a bad experience, maybe a great experience. Maybe you can talk about how accessing dental care has really helped uh, sustain your life and, and really giving you a good experience. We want you to show up authentically to tell your story and contribute to this broader picture of veteran dental care. I think that's really important, too, because you, what you focus on is information and data analysis. Because You collect data, you analyze data, but you're asking the right questions and looking in, in areas that most people don't really look at. When you, so, and that, that really helps the people that write these laws and create the opportunities for people to get health care, access to health care, so they can make better decisions, better informed decisions. Without the information, you cannot do your job correctly. And the easier it is to digest the information, which is all about the presentation, how you present the information, then I think it will be easier for our lawmakers to maybe make better choices when they're trying to represent us as, as constituents. Because I, we, one thing that America can agree on, I don't care if you're left or right or in the middle, is that our, our leaders do not do a good enough job of listening to what we need as citizens. They spend so much time fighting amongst themselves and arguing and pointing things and sometimes thinking we're too dumb to understand what's actually happening. But f besides actually getting into the real nitty gritty and trying to solve some real problems. And you guys are doing all the heavy lifting. You guys are doing all the work. You guys are actually doing this, telling them, hey, this is what this is. If you want to make things better and save some money, this is how you do it. Well, I think it's important to remember, like you just pointed out, Sean, the members of Congress work for their constituents. They work for their voters. And so it's really critically important for you as a constituent to specifically go to your lawmaker, right, and bring that up and say, you know, I'm a registered voter in your district, and this is really important to me. This is how it affects my family, and I'm going to be electing leaders in the future who care about the things that are important to me, right? Like, all of these members of Congress work for us as the American people. It works that way 
anywhere, whether you're talking about the federal or state level. And so if you want to engage in this issue, even on the state level, where you may want to say, for instance, there are states like Oregon who just recently expanded Medicaid to carve out a place for veterans to get their dental care. That's so exciting. You know, advocates at the state level were able to go to their state level um, representatives and say, we really want to expand Medicare for veterans. Uh, another really successful state, I think Maine did the same thing. Another successful state like Iowa carved out funds so that veterans could get grants to be able to cover health care costs that were out of pocket and unsustainable. So there are lots of ways that you can advocate. We're giving you this opportunity to advocate and some frameworks and some tools to advocate at the federal level. But we want you to do the same thing there at, at, at your state level, anywhere that you're listening. You can make a difference because ultimately these leaders work for you. They work for your votes and your voice matters. And I'll say this, too, because I, I hear this a lot where people will say, you know, I send an email or I, I, you know, I make a phone call. And does that even make a difference? Like, do they even really care? And I, I really want to impress upon you that they do. Um, having talked with some of these members and staff members in their office, it is not uncommon for them to say, I got five emails today talking about the same topic. I'm going to bring that up to my boss. And they do. Um, you know what? We're uh, not sure how we should vote on this bill. So I got 10 phone calls saying I should vote for it and none saying that I should vote against it. Well, that must be important to the people in, in my uh, district. So even though sometimes it feels like you're talking to no one or screaming into the void, it actually really does make a difference. And we've been able to see that firsthand uh, in some of the work that we've been doing throughout the legislative sessions, um, both on the federal and state level, that your voice really does make a difference, especially if you're talking to your specific representative. I think that's really important for people that really digest the fact that it doesn't take a hundred people or a thousand people or a million people to move the needle. Five people, if five people call in and say, hey, this is important to me. That's enough to grab oh. somebody's attention in some of the 100%. highest parts of, of, of some of the highest places in power in politics and in, in your local state legislature here in, at the federal level, whatever it might be. You got to pick up that phone, send that email, because trust me, it snowballs. And when we have events like this, you know, March Hill Day, that is an opportunity for people to really come out and show their support and show what they're really thinking about. And once again, reach out to your local offices as well. Look, reach out to your local leaders. Because a lot of things can be done That's at the right. state and local level. And I know sometimes folks may feel uncomfortable saying, well, man, if I send them an email, if I give them a phone call, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Maybe you've never done that before. Maybe that feels a little bit intimidating, which is why the toolkits that we're providing are meant to make it as easy as possible. So we'll provide templates where you can just copy and paste, but you can also take that template and make it your own. A lot of times what we like to do is give folks an understanding in plain language what a bill may mean or what it may do. A lot of times it's really confusing. So if you just look them up online, it may not be apparent what that bill actually does. And because sometimes those bill, bills are labeled or, or given a name that um, doesn't exactly align with the bill. Sometimes it can just be really tricky to understand. So our goal is to make it as understandable and tangible as possible, give you the tools that make you feel comfortable engaging in advocacy. And also you can practice. You know, there are some scripts and things that we can give you as you're making a phone call. 
And um, if it feels good to practice that beforehand, you certainly can. And hopefully we're giving folks enough time so they can review all of the materials and feel really comfortable calling a legislator or just sending an email and saying, this is important to me and this is why. So if you do see something in that toolkit that you'd like or or is maybe missing, feel free to reach out to us at any time. We want to keep you engaged. We want to keep you comfortable. And we want to keep you knowledgeable on the topic. This got a news bulletin from Glenda, our executive producer. It says America's Heroes Group is all in with March That's Day. Right. <laughs> we want to support That's you right. and make sure that we get the word out. And like use, and using platforms like ours to try to actually get information to everybody, not from milk and crying out this country. And even if it takes that, uh, voices around the world. This is an international show, so we want to make sure that everybody understands the importance of this and, and, and try to put more boots on the ground. When you're doing these and you're going out and you reach out to your, to your, uh, to your local uh, congressman or a state senator or local alderman, whoever, make sure you bring a friend, bring a group, bring more than one person. Voices matter. Numbers matter. People matter. Really appreciate your time and everything you've done. You've been really doing a lot of work, and I wish we had more um, groups like yours to bring the data and bring the information that's not partisan. doesn't make a difference if you're conservative or if you're liberal or whatever. This, all that matters is do you look at the facts and really believe the facts? That's right. Yeah, we're a nonpartisan group. We're here to support veterans. That's our main goal. We're not, we're not promoting any political agenda. We're promoting veterans' oral health and well-being. So take us out. What is the what is the, the final word you want to say about March Hill Day and anything that you need to talk about for 2023? So for 2023, I would say stay engaged. Right, the legislative session just started. The you know the new Congress just started, and what you can do right now in advance of the Hill Day is introduce yourself to your member. Building relationships and having staff members recognize your name is really important. And you can just say it can be so simple as. Hi, I'm a veteran in your district. I'm a registered voter. If you're not registered, get registered, number one. <laughs> you can always say, I'm a registered voter in your district. I just wanted to let you know um, that I'm here if you have any questions, that I'm paying attention and I care. And you can really start that relationship now, and then you'll be fully prepared going into Hill Day, um, having established a rapport with that office. Dr. Annalise Cothrone, she is a co-founder and executive director of the American Institute of Dental Public Health. Thank you for your time. Glad to have you back. Thanks, Sean. Happy to be here. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.